Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Life of Riley. I'm your host, Riley Carroll. If you are new to this podcast, hello. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm very excited for all of you to be listening this evening. So today's episode is called Time is Money, and we are going to be talking about finances. This is such a funny topic for me to be talking about because like, I have literally no authority to be talking about finances. However, I have listened to podcasts and found things that have been very helpful to me along the way. Um, I'm rounding out my first year of um, living in an apartment. I've always lived like with my family or in in college. I lived in the dorms and the sorority house. This is my first year living in an apartment on my own. Well, with a roommate, but you know. Whatever, you get what I'm saying, right? First year of paying all these adult bills and I have some takeaways and I have some things for you to learn. So if you want to talk about finances for millennials, if you're some big, bad, bougie, rich person, probably go on another podcast, I'm going to say. Actually, no, no, I'm going to say stay on this one. I'm going to say if you're a big, bad, bougie, rich person, stay on this podcast, listen to what it's like to budget, okay? Here we go. Let's get started right now. Happy Monday, everybody. I hope that you had a nice Martin Luther King Jr. day. I worked today, but I know that a lot of you had it off from school and work, so I hope you enjoyed yourselves. I just wanted to start out with a quote from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. because I think that it's a special day to honor and remember him. So the quote that I chose, he said so many amazing, impactful things, but the thing that it really stood out to me was life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? I try and do for others every single day of my life. Today, didn't do anything great for others. I had a really good many hours actually long conversation with a friend of mine and we talked about so many important things that mattered to her, that mattered to me. And I just walked away from that conversation feeling like if I did nothing else today, I know that I supported and heard a friend that wanted to talk. And I think that even something as small as that is certainly something that you can be proud of. So that is my contribution for today. Please let me know what you guys do for others. I would love to hear how you have made the world a better place in your own little way today and every day. So let me know. Okay, so let's get into money talk, all right? Let me start by saying this. Big ol' fat disclaimer. I have absolutely no authority on money. I am not a money guru. I don't know a lot about money. I manage my own finances and that's it. Um, I... Don't even like, it's not like I'm like really rolling in the dough or anything like that. Those close to me know it's, I am very average. I am a regular millennial who is trying to budget, trying to be a full-time student right now, also working full-time, volunteering at different places, spending my money in the right way while also having fun, trying to live in the moment while also being frugal, trying not to be pushy about my dollars, but being very conscientious of how I'm spending them. I mean, it's just a lot of balls to juggle, okay? So let's juggle balls together, and here we go. Let's talk about it. So let me start out by saying, I listened to this podcast. It is amazing. It is called Millennial Money Talk Minutes. Is that what it? 
Oh yeah, Millennial Money Minutes, okay? And it is this podcast and it talks about different money topics in like five minutes or less or thereabout. And that has been really helpful in helping me understand my finances just a little bit better, as well as, of course, having my parents. My dad has his master's in accounting and so he actually knows a lot about finances and money. And so he has really been able to help me as well. But this podcast has really helped me. So let me just start out by saying this, okay? Things cost more than you think they cost. Things cost more than you think they cost. And I'm not saying like you're budgeting wrong. I'm saying if you go to Starbucks and you spend $5, let's say, that's how much, you know, a a coffee is for a latte for me, a grande latte is $5. I actually need to be making $6.25 at work to pay for that coffee because once you take out about 25%, you know, depending on your tax bracket, but for me, 25% for taxes, um, that's that's a $6.25 cup of coffee. So you need to be adding 25% to every single one of your purchases to really understand how much money you're spending. If I go spend, I just went to South Coast Plaza with my roommate the other day and we did a little shopping. And if you spend $100 on a shopping trip, that actually costs you $125 of earned income. And, you know, if you make $20 an hour, that is six and a half hours of work for a $100 shopping trip. And $100 doesn't even get you that much at the mall, you know, honestly. So is that really worth it? Six hours, over six hours of work for a $100 shopping trip, when you put it that way, your life costs you a lot of money. It really, really does. So we're going to talk about ways that you can help yourself better your finances in small ways that will hopefully make a big difference. So the first thing I want to say is just your time is valuable. Your your time is worth money as well. I mean, six and a half hours for like a $100 shopping trip, what will that get you? Like three blouses, maybe one pair of jeans, maybe one pair of nice shoes, two pairs of shoes, you know, if you're going on a less expensive end. I mean, that is that is not a lot for six and a half hours of work, okay? Treat your time like money. It is literally valuable Your time is just like money. Give it to things and people that are worth it. You know, charge yourself for those hours. Even if you wouldn't be earning money during that time, like let's say you're going out to dinner with friends and you wouldn't be working anyways, you could be doing something that is adding value to your life, whether it's monetary or otherwise. Um, It's valuable. Do things that bring you joy, that bring you happiness, and add literal value to your life. Just as you would be picky about items that you spend $100 or more on, that is a lot of your time. That is a lot of your time that's going towards those items. So just make sure that you're being really choosy and really frugal with your time, just like you're really choosy and really frugal with your money, okay? So one thing that you can do, and this one's pretty obvious, to help with your finances is to budget. Set a really hard budget and make sure that is realistic and conservative. That is something that is so important. Be realistic with yourself about what you're actually going to spend and be conservative. Budget a little bit more than you think just to give yourself a cushion and just to make sure that the income that you're bringing in every month is able to offset that budget, okay? Work hard to reach your earning goals every week or every month or whatever. Work really hard to 
to meet whatever the minimum hours worked requirement is for you to keep on budget. That's going to be very, very important because it doesn't matter how great your budget is if you're not bringing in the income that's necessary to hold you to that budget. And the last thing about budgeting is to just track and adjust it every month until it works for you. So you may set a budget and find that a month in you're spending a lot more in some areas and a lot less in others. Just make sure that you're adjusting that budget and always tailoring it to fit your life and your needs because that's really going to help you stay on track as well. The next thing is to follow the 80-20 rule. And I'm sure that you've heard of the 80-20 rule in like eating healthy or whatever, but this is the 80-20 rule that I am referring to. um, But what? What am I even saying? But the 80-20 rule that I'm referring to is your money. So stick to your hard budget 80% of the time. And then spend your money more frivolously 20% of the time. So 80% of the time, you should be following what your budget says, not going outside of that, being really frugal, being really cautious. And 20% of the time, you can spend your money exactly how you please, whether it be impulse buys or fun things or what have you. It's so important that you actually track this. I am like so bad at this. I think that I'm staying on budget all week. I'm like, oh, it's only $5 here. It's only, you know, $10 here. I'm certainly well within that $100 budget range or whatever I budgeted for that particular thing. Literally always over. Going out to a bar or something and you're like, oh, $30 in drinks. I'm not drinking that much. Drinks are just expensive. $30 in drinks. That's for sure in my $100 budget. But I've forgotten I've already spent $70 on food that week. So all of a sudden I'm over my weekly food budget and then the rest of my accounting is messed up as well. So make sure that you're tracking it and make sure that you're really trying to live that 80-20 and it will help you stay on track. The next thing that I recommend that you do is whenever you get a raise or extra money, like tax returns or whatever, save it or invest it. Literally put it away like it doesn't even exist. Do not change your lifestyle just because you get a raise. Live below your means and if you keep your wants low, you'll never be disappointed. You don't have to start spending more just because you're making more. If you're living comfortably for an entire year at a certain salary or a certain hourly rate and then you get a raise, leave it. Do not adjust anything because if you're already used to it, I mean, you might as well just ride that out until you require more money to be spent, whether it's you start having a family or you have a health condition that comes up that requires you to spend more money on yourself, whatever it is. Don't start increasing your spending just because you're getting money back. And this is a big thing like tax returns all the time. I hear people saying like, oh, I'm going to buy that with my tax return. No honey bunches of oats. Put it away. Put it in savings. You're not accounting for that money anyways. And if you are counting on your tax return to help you pay bills, you're already budgeting wrong. So put that into savings. Treat yourself to a better future down the road. That's the best thing that you can do. The next thing that I recommend that you do is to save a little bit every day. Even if you mess it up, if you're doing it every day, you can literally get right back on the horse the very next day. Don't wait for your paycheck to put away money to save. Save every single day. Literally, even if it's a dollar that you move from your checking to your savings, that habit of putting money away in your savings and then not touching it again is crucial. Just $5 every day. If you save $5 every day for a year, that's just shy of like, $2,000 a year. So 
all that plus all the extra funds that you get over the years, I mean, that's like literally easily well over $10,000 saved in five years. And that is not a long period of time. If you went to college or you're at a job or whatever, think about the last five years and how nice it would be to have $10,000, $15,000 saved right now. That would just be awesome. And if you're saving $5 a day and just putting that away, that is such an easy way for you to get that money saved up right away. And if for some reason you can put away more money that day, do it. I mean, just do it, do it, do it. If you spent no money on food that day, put whatever you would have spent on food into your savings. I just think that's such a good idea. So even better than putting your money in savings, or I shouldn't say even better because I honestly don't know, but investing your money, I think that is such a great idea. I literally don't know anything about this. I'll get some kind of a finance person on here to talk to you guys more about it. But I know that like in my 401k, my money is um, invested in different stocks and I can watch my money grow and I can see it compounding. And that's really exciting. It's so exciting to see the amount of money that I put in there just being increased and increased and increased by nothing but just putting it in the right stocks. And um, I just think that it's a great way to let your money do the work for you and make yourself money and just let it run in the background. So I think that that sounded like the intro to an ad, like let it run in the background. Robin Hood investing app. Okay. Not sponsored, but maybe, I don't know what, honestly, if you ever hear a financial company sponsoring me, I've lied to them. Honestly, there has been some kind of wheeling and dealing because a financial company would not be sponsoring me, but maybe. All right, putting it out in the universe, manifesting it. So yeah, I think that that's a great way to earn yourself a little bit of money on the side while putting it into savings. It's a win-win situation, and I just think that it's really important. It would be nice, though. I, I've been doing it into a 401k, but it would be nice to start doing it into an account that I can actually access before I'm like 80 or whatever. So yeah, I'll, I'll look into that and do some research and maybe have someone on to talk about that with you because I think it's very important. So the next thing that I do that I practice is that I only buy things that are like extra, like extra fun things when I have the money saved up to pay for them. So things like trips or like, I really like purses. I really like bags. I want to buy a new purse or like you need a piece of furniture for your room or something, whatever. Do not do not purchase it until all of that money has been saved specifically for that item. So that's going to do a couple of things. Number one, it's going to obviously ensure that you have the cash to pay for it upfront. And if it's extra, then you need to be buying it with cash. Of course, credit cards are important and loans are important for things that are necessities that you can't pay for outright. But extra things like fun trips, fun accessories, you know, tickets to a music festival that are just extra, you need to be saving for those and paying for them in full. The next thing it does is that it really disciplines you. It really disciplines you to save your money and be conscientious and work towards a goal. And it ensures that you want it bad enough. If you have been saving for something for a year and then you buy it and you still want it, that just goes to show how badly you wanted it. And, you know, you'll save faster or slower depending on how motivated you are. I think that that's a really important point. If you really, really want something, you might be more willing to, you know, knock out with friends for a couple weekends to put that money away to get that item that you're looking for. 
And it also just kind of proves that you have flexibility in your budget for other things or not. Like maybe you don't have flexibility and you find that you're not able to put away $20 a month towards something. But either way, it's important to find that out. So I will share with you my big issue that I had with my finances. It wasn't a big issue, but it's like the main issue that I have. So I was not good at doing step number one, which was setting a good budget. I just didn't account in my budget for all the little things. I literally didn't account for like, I would have to buy makeup, paper towels, like toilet paper, any consumable. I just didn't even factor it into my budget. It was like food, gas, car, car maintenance, whatever. I just did not budget for all of the other little things that you need to buy when you own an apartment. So that was a big bummer for me. I didn't account for like fun money either. So like I didn't account for like going out to drinks with friends or going out to dinner with friends. You know, if you go out to dinner and you get a drink and an entree, you might be spending like $40. I did not account for that. I sent a $100 a week budget for food and I was literally thinking like I spend $30 at Trader Joe's every week and then I have, you know, $80 left to buy whatever food wise. And it's like, that goes pretty fast in one weekend if I'm out with friends or I spend more than $30 at Trader Joe's or I start buying lunch at work because I'm tired and I didn't have time to pack it. There's just a lot of other factors that play into it, but that's what happened to me. So with that being said, reworking my budget is my number one priority for personal goals for 2020 right now. I really want to be able to revamp that budget and make sure that it works for me on a really practical level and that I'm able to follow it because it's actually realistic and it's actually manageable. When you're in this kind of a situation, bringing in more income or reworking the budget are really your only options because you can't just spend money that you don't have. And so one thing that I did when I was starting to like see that my budget wasn't aligning is I stopped using my credit card. I was only using my debit card for a long time and now I'm finally starting to like work my credit card back in because it's important to build credit. It's important to like make purchases on your credit card and pay it off and I understand that but I stopped using it for a while just because I wanted to ensure that I was being responsible with my money and all of those good things. What I would do with my credit card that would get me into trouble is I would do this thing where I was like, oh, well, I'm charging it today and I will have enough money to pay it on like Wednesday when I get paid. And it's like, no, Riley, you big dummy. You don't put it on the credit card unless you have the money to pay off the credit card. So I was kind of like preemptively paying for things before I had the money in my account, which of course was landing me in some hot water. So I don't recommend doing that at all, at all. That was literally so weird, you guys. I I literally just fell asleep while recording this. Like I was sitting here and I fell asleep for like 30 seconds and I just woke back up and like I'm literally recording. That was so weird. I am really tired. I have been like yawning throughout this whole podcast trying to record it. Um, Finances are boring. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just really tired. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, so I'm hoping to go to bed early tonight. And um, hopefully make some more progress on like my homework and stuff later because I am so tired. Ugh. But um, yeah, I, I appreciate you guys listening to this. If you have any questions or any other financial tips, please let me know. I'd love to hear them. These are just some of my ideas. Again, I'm like totally not an expert. I definitely spend my money on stupid things. I'm definitely like saving up right now because I want like a new purse. And um, 
yeah, it's, I'm not perfect with my finances and I also don't make like a ton of money. So it's not like I have all of this money to juggle or whatever, but try your best, do your best, work hard at budgeting. Don't be too hard on yourself, but make your future a priority. Don't beat yourself up if you make a mistake, but take it seriously and budget hard because you will thank yourself later. And thank you for joining us. I appreciate all of you. Don't forget to leave a rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you choose to listen. Don't forget to subscribe. You can follow me on Instagram at Riley Carroll. Um, As always, feel free to shoot me an email, rileyrcarroll at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, or ideas. I love you guys so much. I love you guys so much. I am grateful for you guys. I think about this podcast all the time and I think about all of you listening and I just can't tell you how much it means to me. So like I said, treat your time like money. Invest in things that you care about and I care about this and so I invest my time in this and my money actually, but mostly my time. So I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for joining us on The Life of Riley and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Oh, wait, that's not my outro. I usually say, let me try again. Thank you so much for joining us, and I will see you next time on The Life of Riley. Yeah, that was right. That was good.